This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, April 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Trump, expect aid in pretty near future. Food industry appeals for worker aid and PPE shortage worries industry. Ag hurt very badly by COVID-19, Trump says. President Trump used yesterday's daily coronavirus briefing to offer some reassurance to farmers. He said, quote, we'll be helping our farmers, by the way. We have money going out to our farmers in the pretty near future having to do with, you see, what's happened. The farmers got hurt very badly by all of this. That's in line with Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue saying on Wednesday that USDA would release the money up to $15.5 billion sooner rather than later. Local Ag Appeals for COVID-19 Aid Groups that promote local food systems are making their appeal to USDA for a piece of that $9.5 billion account earmarked for farm assistance provided by the $2 trillion economic stimulus bill known as CARES Act. That pot of money is specifically earmarked for local ag as well as livestock producers and fruit and vegetable growers. Aid for local and regional food systems, the LRFS producers, should be commensurate with their expected losses of more than a billion dollars, the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition and other groups say in a letter to USDA. The letter also says that payments, quote, should be prioritized towards small and mid-sized producers. Don't forget food workers, Congress told. The food industry is talking to senators on both sides of the aisle as it presses its appeal to Congress to provide special assistance to its workers either through direct payments or tax benefits. While the work of our public health officials, first responders, and public safety employees is unquestioned, we must also adequately recognize the service of food industry workers who protect our food security. That the word of Michael Dykes of the International Dairy Foods Association in an op-ed for AgriPulse. Industry groups said in an April 13 letter to Congress that essential critical infrastructure workers are fighting a war against the coronavirus at a great personal cost, and these workers should be recognized and supported by the federal government. Why it matters? Well, meatpacking plants in particular are struggling to stay in operation and keep supermarkets stocked as employees succumb to the virus. On Thursday, the United Food and Commercial Workers applauded Smithfield Foods for temporarily closing a Sioux Falls, South Dakota plant due to employee illness. Operations will be reduced tomorrow and suspended entirely on Sunday and Monday. Sioux Falls Mayor Paul Tenhaken said he had a 30-minute call yesterday with Smithfield CEO Ken Sullivan about the plant that was interrupted by a call by Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue. PPE shortage worries industry. The Consumer Brands Association, which represents major food manufacturers such as General Mills, ConAgra, and PepsiCo, says federal and state agencies are confiscating thousands of pieces of personal protective equipment, making it hard for companies to provide workers with face masks or make on-site temperature checks. 
The organization provided several examples of problems that have occurred. Among them, thermometers were confiscated at a commercial port and cloth-faced masks were seized before they had arrived at a manufacturing plant. The organization is asking the Trump administration to take steps to address the problem, including by creating a White House Office of Supply Chain to facilitate cross-agency collaboration. Now, take note, Clay Deftelson, a top official with the National Milk Producers Federation and the private sector chair for the Food and Agriculture Sector Coordinating Council, warns there are likely to be PPE shortages through the summer. Loan programs swamped amid Senate feud. Banks and farm credit system institutions are facing overwhelming demand for forgivable loans amid a feud on Capitol Hill over topping up the $349 billion program. The loan process is still a struggle. As of yesterday, close to a dozen farm credit lenders were finally able to access the Small Business Administration's portal for filing applications. That according to Farm Credit Council spokesman Mark Hayes. Now take note, the Policy Resolution Group, a D.C. lobbying firm, says Congress will have to replenish the PPP sooner rather than later. With $118 billion in loans processed as of yesterday morning, an increase will be needed in a matter of weeks, if not days. On Thursday, Senate Democrats blocked a Republican effort to add $250 billion to the program, arguing that the measure failed to address other more urgent needs. Dairy industry to Purdue, make case for checkoff investments. With dairy farmers around the U.S. struggling to find outlets for their milk, some are also wondering why they should contribute to the dairy checkoff. But the president of Dairy Management Incorporated says during this crisis, the dairy checkoff is, quote, more important now than ever in its history. In a letter to Secretary Purdue, DMI President Barbara Spiff O'Brien pointed to the impacts the dairy checkoff was having on all aspects of dairy production and consumption, including working through Genuth and others to launch a COVID-19 emergency school nutrition fundraising campaign. Already more than 5,000 applications have been submitted by school districts across the U.S. requesting up to $3,000 in grants for equipment, packaging, and other supplies, the letter said. The checkoff is also convening cooperative leaders eager to find homes for excess supply with local processors and with food banks. This effort is already diverting more than 100,000 gallons of milk per week in Texas, New Mexico, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, New York, and New England into the hunger system with more to come. Now what? Well, a high path bird flu is back. As if the COVID-19 crisis wasn't enough, USDA yesterday confirmed the first case of high pathogenic bird flu since 2017. The disease, which was found in a South Carolina turkey flock, devastated commercial poultry operations across the country in 2015. Warning signs on major commodities. U.S. Department of Agriculture issued a pair of reports Thursday that show the early impact of the COVID-19 crisis. This month's World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates, or WASDE report, reduced the projected corn use for ethanol by 7% or 
375 million bushels. USDA likely to lower the estimate again if ethanol plants continue to idle production, according to John Newton, chief economist for the American Farm Bureau Federation. Meanwhile, the Foreign Agriculture Service lowered its forecast for global cotton consumption by 6.4 percent or 7.6 million bales. That is a big hit for growers. About 80 percent of the U.S. cotton crop is exported. Cotton prices have been in a freefall since January. The spot price was below 49 cents a pound on Wednesday. Wheat soybean exports hit by Thailand's pesticide ban. Thailand's upcoming ban on imports of products containing chlorpyrifos and paraquat could hit U.S. wheat and soybean growers hard, USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service says in a new report. The country plans to ban production, importation, exportation, and possession by June 1 of both substances. Chlorpyrifos use has been dropping in the U.S., and major manufacturing Corteva announced earlier this year it's halting production. Paraquat, however, is still widely used, according to the latest data from the U.S. Geological Survey. Here's today's He Said It. Our industry's employees have been deemed an essential part of the effort to keep our country running, yet inconsistent behavior within the federal government is preventing manufacturers from accessing necessary PPE. That Jeff Freeman, president and CEO of the Consumer Brands Association. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, April 10th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.